Happy Fourth of July, everybody. So thankful to live in a land where we can freely worship God. That's really what I want to talk about today, what worship looks like as a lifestyle of purposefully connecting with God and purposefully connecting with others around the table. I believe in this next season, God is transforming in the church a room full of consumers who are listening to a minister to become a room full of ministers who are listening to God. We're on this journey together as a family, and we want to explore and understand and even change our framework, the way we understand ministry as we grow in this together. The table truly is a place where God does a special work in just a common context of our lives. So much happens around the table. Friendships are deepened and enriched. Most marriage relationships have their origin and beginnings at a table around a meal. Some of the deepest transactions of relationship take place in these seemingly common personal ministry moments. One day, there are gonna be two boys that are gonna sit at this table to get to know our two daughters on the journey to becoming son-in-laws to us, husbands to them. The table will become an important part of that as our family is just having a conversation and interaction that really is learning more about what God has in store in that moment for those relationships. This is what ministry is about on a personal level in all of our lives in every direction. Connecting relationally with God, connecting relationally with each other really becomes an expression of the table of the Lord. Jesus is constantly in scripture, either having a meal, going to a meal, or coming from a meal. Jesus walked everywhere he went, by the way, so be careful if you eat like Jesus, but you don't walk like Jesus, you might start to look like Buddha. It's a different focus that we wanna bring, but ultimately, he's constantly having this meal, constantly meeting and eating, and not just with his inner circle. Jesus moved beyond his inner circle, and I wanna challenge you, and we're receiving this challenge as a family, move beyond just the meal with our family, just the meal with our close friends, but really explore what it is to build relationship and rapport with people that we sense a certain grace when we're connecting and having relationship with them. Tracy and I, over the last few months, have gone out to dinner or invited people into our home that don't even attend our church just because we would begin to have a conversation or an interaction and then we would begin to sense a special grace on that relationship, just to love them well, not to invite them to a table to share the four spiritual laws or the five steps of salvation or any of those types of things, just to build a rapport and establish a relationship and grow in our understanding of what it means to truly be a friend to God and be a friend to others. It's just like Jesus to turn something meaningful from that which is so common and mundane in our lives. The altar and the table are truly eternally connected. Malachi chapter one, verse seven says, you are presenting defiled food upon my altar. And in doing so, you say that the table of the Lord is despised. What this is saying is, if you're giving a half-hearted devotion to sacrifice at the altar, it's gonna impact the relationship at the table. And I've learned this in my own life, in my own marriage. If something is important to Tracy, and I'm only half-heartedly devoted in that direction, it'll impact other areas of our lives. We see this in reverse in scripture as well. Not only does our relationship with God at the altar impact our relationship at the table, but our relationship at the table also impacts our relationship at the altar. Jesus said in Matthew chapter five, verses 23 and 24, 
If you're offering your gift at the altar and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled and then come offer your gift. Go to the table and restore the relationship. Then come wholeheartedly offer your worship to God. The table speaks of community, connection, communication. Ultimately, the table is about communion. The Bible says man does not live by bread alone. This is not just about sitting down at a physical table, partaking of physical food. There's something deeper, something more meaningful that's truly taking place. As our girls have been growing up uh, from young until now as adults, we've always said part of dinner is dinner conversation. We don't just show up to the table, eat quickly and get on with life. We realize there's something to take place around the meal when we do have those moments around the table together as a family. So we slow down, we talk about what we're sensing from the Lord, we just discuss and have fun together. Sometimes the laughter erupts. Those moments sometimes are so rare, but when they happen, we wanna capture those, respond to those, and recognize something deeper that God is doing at the table. Jesus is the master at converting that which is mundane into something so very meaningful, but it does require a sacrifice. The sacrifice of Christ really shouldn't be the only sacrifice that we're talking about. We have a responsibility to sacrificially invest in that which is important to Jesus. It's interesting to me that Lance Ford said if every Christian family would provide good conversational hospitality around their table every week to their neighbors, we would literally eat our way into the kingdom of God. I believe our neighborhoods would be totally transformed if we would just start to reach out to those around us with the heart of the Lord. So I wanna encourage you, take the risk, make the investment, clean your home, prepare the food or the dessert or the coffee, and provide that space for God to do a work that only He can do. Biblical hospitality is more than entertainment. It truly is ministry. When we invite Jesus to the table, then the table becomes this relational altar and our lives become the offering that's at work in that moment in time. That's why we want to just take some time around the table today. And I encourage you around the table with your friends, your family today, and carry this beyond that, even in this next season of your life. So here's your assignment today. It's pretty simple. We simply want to read scripture together. There are four questions that we want you to answer as you read two portions of scripture out of the book of Romans chapter 12. Question number one, what do these passages teach us about God? When we're reading the scripture, what are we learning about God? Question two, what do these passages teach us about people? When we're reading, what are we learning about humanity? And question three, what can you do in this coming week in response to what we've read? We wanna do more than just gain and acquire information. We wanna grow in obedience to the Lord. And then question number four, who can we share this with this week? We're just reservoirs taking in more information if we don't become rivers thinking, okay, God's doing something here. How can we share this with someone else? So who can you connect with around a table this next week and maybe talk about some of these ideas? Romans chapter 12, verses one to two. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. There's so much being revealed in that, and rather than just preaching into my insights, I want to invite you to allow God to begin to teach you, to speak to you in a conversation around the table. The next portion of scripture is found in that same chapter, verses 10 to 18. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Don't repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. I just wanna to conclude today by praying and asking God to show you how you can personally apply what he's revealing in our time together. As you go back and you reread these portions of scripture and you discuss these four questions, take some time and just partake and participate in truly the table of the Lord, not just rushing through, but sensing what God is desiring to do. Father, I pray that you would help us to know you more intimately and to make you known more effectively in the lives of those who live right around us in the context, Lord, that you've entrusted to our care. We're all on this journey just desiring to know you more intimately. Lord, your word says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Today, Lord, we're hungry. I pray you would increase that appetite. I pray you would fill us up in such a way that we would learn to overflow in a posture of obedience in the lives of those around us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you. Happy 4th of July. You guys have a great time together as a family. We'll see you next week as we gather together as a family. <laughs>